Hello and welcome to Superhuman Samurai Cyber Pod, Season Two, Episode Four. What is this thumping heart? Uh, sadly, this is not. I assume that, that the kaiju in this episode would be like a giant Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> oh man! Oh man, that would be. Or great. possibly just like like a giant human heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like in that one episode of Teen Titans. All of these are excellent, uh, and I I strongly support them. Or like, isn't there a giant human heart in the Science Museum in Columbus? I think so. That sounds like a thing that is a thing. Uh, Sadly, there is no giant heart in this. Instead, we are talking about uh, that uh, that emotion called love. A little, (gasps) kind of. Sort of. Uh, Because it appears that our hero, Yamogi... Uh, has acquired the hots for uh, for Yume. R.I.P. R.I.P. <laughs> well, you know, she's... You know, they're, they're like four women, uh, five women on the show. One's his mother, one's his boss, one looks like Irma from Ninja Turtles, <laughs> and the other one may or may not be underage. So... what? She's in middle school. I mean... We know she's underage. Okay, then. I mean, he's also underage, but yes, well, he's true. in a high school, young enough to be creepy. Yeah, yes. I mean, like you know, Sailor Moon. I Tuxedo guess- Mask was way too old, is what I'm saying, and it was creepy. Yeah, wasn't he college age in the original manga? Yes. Yeah. Yes, he was. That's not, that's not. No, that's not good. No. Did they change that it's- for the the Deke dub? Oh yeah. <sighs> I a little I mean, bit. Maybe not yeah. enough, but. I'm one of the things they should have changed, unlike making uh, one uh, one dude into a lady and making a couple of lesbians into cousins. Yeah, cousins. Well. Wait, is, air quotes cousins. Was Sailor Moon in middle school or high school? I don't early know if it was on, ever specific. I well, feel like English, early on they were in they were like fourteen. But I think they might have dubbed it more like 16. Mm, probably. So that if he was 18, it was less creepy. Yeah. I mean, uh, I would say, I don't think they did it just for that, but their relationship's kind of a fundamental part of the story. So actually, uh, yes. Now, instead uh, of him throwing like a rose so hard that it embeds in the pavement, I'm picturing him throwing one of those cards from the fourth Transformers <laughs> movie. Uh. <laughs> If you'll examine that card, you'll find this is totally okay, Mark Wahlberg. Yes. Anyway, yeah, Chise uh, is definitely not uh, dateable without being kind of creepy. Yeah, but no, you know, Yuma, she's kind of got the mysterious thing going. She's kind of got like a, like Taylor Swift's hair. Yeah. It's it's cool. It's okay. I, mean, she, I would I would just also like to uh, to mention that as of this episode, I'm just going to be watching the dubs. Uh, so, so that I'm not having to like, so I can like take a second to scribble notes and not have to pause everything because I'm going to miss dialogue. That is I, what I've been doing too. I too am watching the dubs mostly because I'm a total plebe. You went, well, ah. for you, yeah, but it's like me, it's like, it, it started playing in the dub, but it's like, yeah, okay, it's, it's easier to take notes. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, because... I'm a total, I'm a total plebe, but not a total weeb. <laughs> Thanks to Squid Game, like, 
the normies are having the whole subs versus dubs discussion. Hmm. Uh, and I think that like most of the most important topics of our times, uh, it's a complicated issue. Uh, I think the, the subs are definitely important in being more of the, you know, original content. But on the other hand, with dubs, I mean, I'm a very fast reader. So I find that often if I'm reading subtitles, I have long finished the line like yeah. as it's being delivered. So it kind of ruins the timing of the dialogue. Yeah, that's yeah. Well, uh, and also like how sentences are phrased is different than what they're actually. I know just enough Japanese to know. Wait, the, or also word order in Japanese is some sort of backwards. So it's like you have like the the noun at the end was at the beginning, and it was like oh, it it throws me off sometimes. That's why and, a good uh, dub is good. Yes. And uh, <laughs> Omni Productions is not. Or a funny dub. Uh, <laughs> it's hilarious. But, uh, and in something that's this visually involved, that does, you know, draw my eyes away from what's going on on the screen. Uh, I will say, however, regarding Squid Game, uh, I... I have not started watching it yet, but I absolutely cannot handle uh, dubbed live action. Mm. Uh, so I definitely feel like people should be watching that subtitle. Yeah, unless it's a Godzilla movie, yeah, it, it, it's just weird. <laughs> I saw, like, I think Pluto when I was watching Pluto a lot uh, during the during the pandemic at work. Uh, I, I say as though the pandemic only occurred at my workplace. Uh, they had Battle Royale, and I put it on, and it was dubbed, and I was like, I literally cannot watch this. Yeah. This is, this hurts. It's harder to so, take uh, serious a dubbed live action, even if it's done yeah. really well, but it's hard to do well. But you, yes. Lip flaps, lip flaps are more exact. So I think it's something that, that, you know, both, uh, have their pluses and minuses, but I am, have chosen to start watching the dub for this, just like I said, because that frees up a little, uh, you know, to be able to actually scribble things down. Anyway, as we were saying in yes. episode. So, so we, we open with. We open with one of our frequent training sessions, which uh, uh, Yume has totally blown off, uh, which Yumoki immediately assumes, oh, she must be doing that, like, weird, uh, obsessive thing where she just, like, ghosts a guy for no reason. <laughs> well, I felt like what he was thinking about was she does that, so if she's actually keeping an appointment, it must be something that important that he should then be jealous ah. of. That was the vibe that I got was, well, she ghosts everybody else. Who is this who she's not ghosting? Mm. And, uh, meanwhile, Gawa is just w asking Yamogi why he sucks so friggin' bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's, he's not doing a very good job of this. I mean, also, when it, 
when Dinah Soldier falls over and he gets out of it, he's getting out of its eye and it's weird. And then he falls into the river. Yeah. Yes. Which then will become a plot point for the rest of the episode. Yes, because this is uh, this is a Peter Parker has a cold but has to fight the rhino kind of episode. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Smash cut to uh, coffee. Grab a cup of Starbos. Yep. Well, wait. Yes. He get, he has to go to work, so oh, he's he like, uh, I gotta go to work. I he's having this whole conversation with Galma, and in the background you hear the car noises from. <laughs> The other practicing going on. Yes. From from our slacker buddy. Yes. Doing his own practicing. But I just love that it's off screen, but you hear the like screeching race car sounds. But yeah. uh, yes, then we go to Starbo's. Yes. I need a Starbo's t shirt or at least a mug. Yeah, I really I, need I, mug. I did do a little look to try and find a Starbucks mug. The problem is Google wants to autocomplete to Starbucks every damn time. Yeah. You gotta force it. You gotta tell it no. You gotta smack it with a ruler. Presumably somebody on Etsy did it, or I guess you can do one of those put your own logo on a cup things. Yeah. Oh, I might have to. <laughs> so yes, they're at Starbucks. Uh, I will note uh, that uh, Minami, uh, our young protagonist, uh, she is having iced coffee, which I find to be acceptable. <laughs> I want to say in Gridman, somebody had a frappuccino, which that's that's well, elementary. It was probably there. sideswipe, I would guess. Yeah, probably. Who's the actual yeah, name? Is, I could get. She is continuing on her quest to find out what the deal with her sister was, and I I really hope this is going somewhere because. This is, I mean, I know we're only four episodes in, but this is what, like 12 episodes? Yeah. <laughs> this feels kind of glacial. For, for this, yeah. this mystery plot, yes, but it, it's like the, the B or C plot of episodes, so it's fine, but yeah, it's moving very, it's, it's this slight mystery in the background of the rest of the show, and it's slow. It's, it's probably going to yeah. equal, like, the length of one episode. Yeah. Spread out over 12 or <laughs> 10 or whatever. So, yeah, uh, you know, she doesn't really have some, you know, she, she was nice. People liked her. And also there's this other guy who might have some video of her. <gasps> and that's a guy. It. Yes. And that's a wrap for that, uh, that, that plot point. Yep. Except for that plot. The, like, D plot. So, yeah, yeah. So, Yumogi's at work. Uh, you know, his his boss is once again, uh, hey, what's, what's the matter? You uh, having erotic problems again? <laughs> this is very unprofessional. I mean, she doesn't actually say erotic this time, well, but yeah. she is. No, she did last time, which uh, made, gave me a big laugh. <laughs> yes, that was, that was really good. Uh, but, yes, she is... Uh, Continuing to harass her subordinate at work about his love life. Yes. Which is super unprofessional. Well, it seems like it's a very small, like, local grocery-sized store family-run, probably, or something. Yeah. Right. Like, one step up from a bodega. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then again, we only ever see the two of them in the back of the shop. They might be the only people who work there. Pos they could be. Well, there's probably like a butcher out front or something. <laughs> could be a cashier. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, she's being very unprofessional. 
Yes. True. And but she's also charming. Yeah. And so she, you know, come on, man. You know, you, you like her, you gotta ask her out. Get, get it wet, man. <laughs> no. Or you'll, no. it'll be, or it'll be too late. Yeah. Yes. She does give him the, you have to tell her before it's too late. Yes. She will find somebody else and you will just be another sad boy. Can't have that. You know, there, there was a time when I once was in love. Yes. Me, an ancient hag. Yeah, she has this whole thing about how, like, uh, you know, I'm old enough that I've loved and lost a bunch of times before. And then he says something about her age and, and she's like, are you calling me old? You just called you just yourself old. Yourself. I mean, I, 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 I feel you, sister. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, we, uh, and we see that, uh, you know, you, uh, Yume is visiting with a friend Irma again. And they're what, they're in like a karaoke booth. There is some sort of un, some sort of bizarre CG video happening. It's, it's, that's, is this, is this something? This feels like it's something. Well, it may be a vague Ultraman-ish reference. I, th- I think the song is from Inferno Cop or something, or one of the other Trigger shows. <laughs> Inferno Cop sounds amazing. Yeah, it, it's it's um, the animation's about. Oh no, it's it's like even cheaper than Aqua Teen Hunger Force. It's like very flash so- slideshow, but it's funny mm-hmm. from what little I've seen. Uh, yeah, it is from uh, Inferno Cop. Anyway, they're they're laying in there in a karaoke bar. It's a stupid karaoke video. Okay, just normal but stuff. It's normal mm-hmm. stuff of two girls laying down on the couch together, heads close to each other, hands touching faintly, talking Extremely to themselves. Extremely straight, just <laughs> the straightest possible straight things. Just being girl, gals being pals. Yeah. Yep. Well, I think in this case, it's one gal who is actually a pal and one gal who is wishing it was otherwise. <laughs> yeah. I could see that. Yeah, that does feel I like the dynamic. That. Yeah. Japanese Irma here is, uh, you know, uh, is one episode away from giving her an Indigo Girls mixtape. Well, you would hope, <laughs> but I, I watch too much anime and, and the... The subtle but not so subtle Yuri baiting, the lesbian baiting happens a lot. Yeah. And, and most of the time, nothing ever comes of it. Occasionally, it does go full lesbian kiss or something. More often than that is, oh, surprise hetero relationships out of nowhere. Mm. It's like, uh-huh. wait, why was there a dude? She has a boyfriend? How? <laughs> She can't have a boyfriend. Look at her. You've seen what she does. She's anime Irma. She drives a Subaru. Come on. Yeah, come on. Or whatever the... No, I guess the Japanese version of the Subaru, Subaru is, is Japanese. I know, but there's probably a more specific <laughs> gag reference in Japan. There may not be the same cultural... Yeah, it's probably a smaller car. Mm. For one. Anyway. Oh, and, and there's... Uh, now I'm curious... Well, you, you can probably find it somewhere on the point. Uh, and there's Chise hanging out at, uh, Koyomi's place again. Well, first, we don't see her at first. We just see him in bed. We hear a video game in the background and he doesn't realize she's there. And he gets a call from, <gasps> the, um, oh, uh, Yamogi's boss. What was her name? Right. Oh, uh, uh, Ina, Inamoto? Ah. 
Yeah, because she was talking to Yamogi about, I was like, oh, you should ask them out for a date. And she's like, must have been off screen. It's like, oh, yeah, I should ask that slacker for a date. Yeah. Oh, you can do so much better, well, I say, she... even though she's working in a grocery store. The only person we ever see her hanging out with is her teenage employee. Yeah. That's fair. It's entirely possible she's, I mean... There was the whole flashback where she was the one being a delinquent, hmm. so I guess I mean, it's possible she is not really in a position to do significantly better. This guy seems to be a perfectly nice guy. Yeah, he's, he's, he's just, kind of got a cool haircut. He's not employed, but you know, he, he can be like a. Yeah, he's kind of like a, a, a kind of a himbo, I guess you would say. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess. And she's presumably recently divorced. Mm-hmm. At least that was the implication. It, right. Yes. Oh, and also we, uh, we, we see the hints of our, uh, of our kaiju of the week, which I think kind of looks like Dillo, uh, one of the deployers from Beast Machines. It was mm. kind of like a weird spiky thing, and its second release kind of had these colors. Yeah, yeah. I can or, see that. Oh, um, that was a, those were fun little toys. Those were fun I love those toys. toys. I definitely have held on to those. And they, Although it did not have the actual spinning buzz on its back, which makes me think of, uh, what is it? Um, oh, who's the kaiju in that, uh, Godzilla versus Gigan, that's it. Well, also it's a, sort of a laying down Mogara a bit. Okay. I which, don't know what that is. It's a robot mole monster. Okay. From, uh, Godzilla versus Space Godzilla is, and, uh, originally from Mysterious, I think. It turns a car into 2D. Yes. yes. The important thing here. Its ability is... Re- yes. He's got that job as like a traffic sign-holding guy, and then he's also like one of those guys you hire like with a spinning sign outside of a pizza place or something. <laughs> yeah. I, it looks I don't like know- an arcade. Yeah, it looks very... It's like arcade text, like big... Bright big okay. angry letters. And that would match a little later... Uh, where he's he's fist fighting and there's like some very video game music yes. going on and I figured that was probably referencing him having his sign from the arcade. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was. So I think it's an arcade, or or probably a specific arcade, but I don't know. yeah, possibly. Yeah, so you know he he gets out of training for the day because he's so sick, but he does still go to school. And there's an assembly to meet our new transfer students: three totally normal people and one weird freak who just dressed like <laughs> he's in the navy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He does not bother putting on just normal people clothes. Uh, so you know, I, so I, nobody, I, nobody ever does in this. <laughs> no, so you know, we've got three students transferring in from Kansai Prefecture, and uh, this guy transferring in from the Love Boat. <laughs> yes. Well, I, one of the four other kids was presumably a foreign exchange student or something. I think. Right, but they're all dressed in like normal clothes. Yes, clothes Clothing. that do not make them look like they just escaped from Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. We we have two kids from Kansai, one from America, and one from space. Yes, yeah. Uh, one from the one from Scientology Sea Org. Give them a big hand, everybody. Also, uh, Yamogi is being very responsible and wearing a mask as you yes, should when you have a cold. That's correct. Yeah. And then, yeah, he, and of course, he turns up in their class, oh. and, you know, at, you know, they meet He gets the protagonist seat! Yes. Yes. He's, <laughs> he's right sits, next to the window. Yeah, right by the window, he sits behind, uh, Yume? Wait. 
Or was it, yeah, Ryan Yume. Yeah, so, so after class, those two get together and they're all, what's this guy's problem? <laughs> is he doing just being in our class? And, and this is Suzumu. Uh, yes. I didn't write down his name. Okay. Yes, and, Shizimu. Yeah, so, Shizimu. So he Shizamu. Dropped, so yeah, he just, like he just Shizamu. drops into the conversation. He's like, yeah, yeah, no, I was just, uh, you know, curious about you guys. What's, uh, what's your whole deal with, uh, and, you know, I'm sure you're asking us our deal. What's your deal? You're 5,000 years old. And you're also in control of giant monsters. Our deal is not that interesting. Our deal is that we're just people trying to do normal people things. I work in a grocery store. She has unresolved uh, trauma. Neither of us are 5,000 years old. No. <laughs> what are you doing being in our class? You're, you're dressed like a militant extremist from the X-Men. Are you Storm's little brother? What's going on? <laughs> are, are, are you from the Japanese branch of the Hellfire Club? Oh, oh man. Yeah, I bet they would. Kind of what they are. Well, have, like, oh, what, there, well, there, were there were Hellfire kids in X-Men. Oh, the, um, the Wolverine, oh, Wolverine and the X-Men. Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, yes. the thing is, though, they this isn't quite the Hellfire Club because they let the lady member wear pants. She, does she? I guess one of the ladies. Uh, oh, actually, maybe no. Pants. I don't think she does. Yeah, no, pants. she doesn't wear. Well, or or they're like short, short, shorts that are ridiculously short. Where it's like that's still oh, more my. pants than that's still more pants than you get in the Hellfire Club. I guess. Yeah. she does definitely have her bosoms sticking out real good. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I mean, you, you're, as one does. Well, her design is calling back to the last series thighs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Zietai Rukai, or however you pronounce that. Zietai Ryoiki. That's with stockings. She doesn't have that. That's the, okay, that's the space between a skirt and the top of the thighs. The absolute ah. territory. <laughs> oh, that's a um, vagina bones. <laughs> oh, that's higher. That's another. <laughs> isn't, the, isn't the absolute territory one of the bad guys on Gundam? No, it, it's... Uh, I forget if it... Was or it came out first or after? I, mean, I think it's an Ava reference. Okay, now I'm just saying absolute territory sounds like some sort of vague. Uh, no, that's absolute terror field. Oh, okay. So it, it's a gag. I was thinking it sounded like something from Utena because I've been watching Utena lately. Oh well, yeah, kind of. I, I I don't know what that is, but I'm going to assume it's an anime about Jawas. <laughs> Utena. That's fair. Utena. <laughs> Oh man, Utena re as like a stage play with Jawas. That'd be hilarious. I am uh, from here on going to refer to the area at the top of the thighs as the absolute terror field. <laughs> yeah, that about tracks my last relationship too. <laughs> what? That, that's the thigh gap, I would think. He says, straightening his tie. <laughs> that's, that's the AT field. Or I, I, that, that's the absolute danger field. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Do not fly into the danger field. <laughs> anyway, where the hell were we? Um, I, I, I didn't get no respect for my father. He said, "Get in this robot, Shinji," and I said, <laughs> "Okay, okay, I mustn't oh, run away. Mustn't run amazing. away." Then what? <laughs> Oh, 
This is amazing. And I said, hey, we got a lot in common. Uh, you know, I, you know, I, I met this kid, uh, this kid, uh, Yuri said, uh, you know, we got a lot in common. You know, uh, my mom, mother's a giant monster too. <laughs> hey, kid, what's that in your hand? You better wipe that off. Oh, the gags that even Rob knows nothing about. This, this would be a lot easier if I knew anything about Neon Genesis Evangelion and less about Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. <laughs> it's enough. You know enough. Anyway. Uh, where was I? Okay, uh, so. Sign boy, and then, what was the next? Yeah, thing? so, so Gamma shows up. He just picks a fight with this teenager. Uh, I really love This again, is kind of the highlight of the episode for me. Mm. Now that I'm listening to the dub, uh, one of them, I, I think, uh, Yamogi is just like, it's Galma. Oh, yeah, it's a good game. <laughs> he does this very good job of, like, oh, boy. Oh, although I guess before this, this guy's kind of trying to explain himself, where he's like, you know, everybody's trapped by something, and Kaiju free them. Uh, of being alive, I guess. <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah. He's uh, drank the Kool-Aid or whatever. <laughs> You know, we don't create the kaiju, we just control them with our spooky powers and make them destroy cities. I don't see what the big deal with uh, with you guys is. We want them to have a place in society, destroying society. <laughs> As you do. Uh, we, want, we want what you want, the destruction of civilization. <laughs> so yes, Galma, like I said, he's got, uh, he's got his sign on during this fight, and it it sounds like there's like the kind of music you would hear coming out of arcade machines. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. He gets there. He gets into a fight with this t- this teenager. He is uh, announcing his attacks. Yes. Uh, which yes. which Suzu is then jo- uh, dodging. How'd you do that? Uh, because how you know? How'd you know I was going to do that? Uh, you literally told me you were going to do it. And then eventually, you know, security drags him away and he is fired and somehow does not go to jail, possibly because this guy didn't report to the police, again, because he'd have to fill out forms and report that he's 5,000 years old. (laughs) Oh, it's a nice contrast with Caliber from the last series. Who did yes, the same shit? I, I thought of that basically, too. but got away with it because he was smooth and fast. Mm. Just showing up at schools, and he was bad at people, but at least he could see when people were trying to drag him away and would go. Yes, yes. Um, is too busy trying to punch this <laughs> yacht club kid. Yeah. Meanwhile, the rest of the yacht club is just in a restaurant. Uh, somebody is ordering the Chowan Mushi. Does anybody know what that is? I don't know. I didn't look it up. I know pizza. I had to look up food, too. I know a sushi. Uh, apparently, it is Japanese steamed egg custard. Oh. Ooh, fancy. Oh. Uh, which consists of ginkgo nuts, shiitake mushrooms, uh, Japanese fish cake, which... Oh. I don't fish like cake. the sounds of this custard already. <laughs> it looks kind of appetizing. I don't know. Fish cakes are good. They're, they're I, reconstituted like- fish. I, this is I, not what a custard fine. should be. No, I generally don't think of savory custards. Eh, at least it, on the internet, the, the presentation looks nice. It is considered a classic appetizer. Oh, yeah. Sure. Now I'm hungry. Anime's making me hungry again. 
Well, oh, anime no. does love making, does love uh, depicting food. Yeah, we don't actually get a shot of the food, though. Sadly. Yeah, we do not see the chow mushi. She just orders it, which yeah. also wonders how are these people getting money. This is a good question. They're spoiled I mean, yacht club yuppies from five thousand years ago. They have a bank account. I don't know. They probably made some good investments along the way. It's one of those like vampires being super rich because they made good investments along the way kind of things. Hmm. I mean, I guess it, have they been continuously alive for five thousand years, or that were they around five thousand years ago and they were transported to the present? Because I mean, if they've been around for five thousand years, then yeah, they're just and they're just. Uh, I'm pretty sure they. Or at least Galma was reborn or something. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, if they're just continuously five thousand years old, they're just listating it up. Yes. Or uh, or Connor McClouding. They probably got like a sick um, antique store or something. Or maybe they had access to their five thousand year old tomb where they kept their gold or something. Also possible. Sell some artifacts. Who wants to live forever? Who dares to love forever? Michael Ironside? Uh, only in the second one. Yeah. You're, you may be thinking of uh, Clancy Brown from the first one. Yes. The only good one. Oh, yeah. Well, the second one's entertaining. Everyone's well, favorite, Clancy Brown. But yeah, the first one is actually a good movie. Yeah. The second okay, one's so just I- a fun, campy movie. Yeah. So uh, so anyway, uh, Yamogi is now sick enough. He's stuck at home. Yeah. Stay home. Uh, yeah. Everybody else is training. Uh, Galma got fired because uh, again, picking a fight with a teenager. Well, also which he, he left is, his job. Yes, which he think you know totally sucks. Mm. He was picking a fight with a teenager while wearing an advertisement for his employer. Yeah, not <laughs> great. Bad. No, that's a bad look. A bad look. Yeah. So, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's taking a day off and, uh, yeah, everybody's taking days off from this kaiju training because now, uh, now Kayomi wants a day off, even though, uh, according to Chise, all of his days are days off, which, ouch. <laughs> oh yeah, the reaction on her face <laughs> when he says, I want a day off. Every day is a day off. I oh, mean, the face she pulls is just, oh, good. not wrong. Hmm. But no, he wants a yeah. day off. He's got plans. Can we guess what his yes. plans are? A date. Uh, I guess it is, it is. <laughs> everybody's getting everybody's uh, dating around here, except for Galma, who is uh, again like a weird hobo. <laughs> yeah. He's a murder hobo. He only knows one woman, and she's been around for five thousand years, and she's also his mortal enemy. So, well, no, and like he, prospects aren't great. He got the the dragon statue, which became the giant robot from some other woman, not oh, appearing right. in this show yet or ever. Right, maybe. right. I assume that's like a tragic lost love kind of thing. Presumably, yes. Maybe we'll see. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, so, uh, so anyway, it is clear that uh, the feelings that uh, Yamogi has for Yume are reciprocated because <laughs> she just drops in, you know, uh, kind of unannounced, and uh, brings him some uh, some snacks. I don't recognize any of these, but some of them look kind of tasty. Also, Galma suggests that, well, not suggests, Galma tells her to go check on Yamogi, and mm. she's like, you know, I'm not going to go visit people at home, and I'm just, Galma visits everyone at home. Galma doesn't understand why everyone doesn't just wander into everyone else's houses, and also it made me think <laughs> Galma was the one to go visit, he would just like 
slip into bed with him. Yes. <laughs> like, why weren't you at practice? Are you sick? I'll keep you help. I'll help you get better with your bo- my own body. No. So fortunately for you, Mogi, Galma does not choose to go on his own. Yes. But oh, yes. hey, it's what? What's this? Somebody I'm excited to see. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, and and uh, Yamogi has signs on his wall like Geo Guard, which is a reference to Ultraman, and uh, uh, uh-huh. Route eighty seven. Which is a really specific reference to an episode of the original Ultraman, Root Terror on Route 87, oh. which uh, is an episode that involved a, a, a dragon statue. Mm-hmm. Oh. So is Route 87 like a, a thing in Japan, like Route 66? Uh, well, presumably they have routes and roads and highways and shit. I don't know like Route 87 is like a noted route. It's not like a culturally significant one. I don't know. I'm guessing it's just from that episode. Oh. Uh, yeah the the only uh, the only one of note here I could find is U is U S Route 87, which takes you from northern Montana to southern Texas. Oh, oh boy. No. Also, when Yamogi hears his mother greeting someone at the door, he says, "I bet it's just Galma again." Yep. <laughs> He doesn't understand boundaries. They didn't have boundaries 5,000 years ago. They didn't oh, have God, doors. Cut- I mean, best case scenario, he's not fully nude. <laughs> like last time? Yes. Uh, apparently uh, there is a Route 87 in Japan. but uh, well, Presumably it exists, but we don't yeah. know what the cultural significance of it might be. Nope. Or if yeah, so there is any. Yeah, so yeah, she just explains that, you know, I was just, you know, doing some dead sister stuff, you know, as you do. The usual. And, uh, you know, there, there's kind of, kind of some, some sparks are flying, sorta. Hmm. But she just, you know, she has to, there's a kaiju attack as this weird thing is just hanging out in a parking lot. Yeah, just in a parking yeah. space, just like. Dimensionally shifting a bunch of cars. Hunkering down in a parking space, dimensionally shifting the cars around it. Yes. It's being kind of cute. And so now, you know, they're making this monster grow. It's time for the team to assemble. But of course, because, uh, Yamogi is in no shape to basically do anything but, uh, drink ginger ale, uh, they are, uh, they're gonna need somebody else to pilot it. And as it turns out, they only know one extra person. Sorry, Irma. Well, we should ask Chise. Chise just pops up from behind her cousin, like she was yep. already in the car. Yes. Yep. I'll do it. Car. Also, when uh, when Yamogi hands off uh, his his uh, little plastic dude, uh, it makes the there's there's that nice satisfying plastic clicky sound that yeah. yes. they do a very very good job of here. <laughs> But yeah, Chisa uh, is gonna do it. She's like, I'll do it. Yep, she's and she right will there do waiting it, just, for a chance. She will do it, just not very well. And hilariously, <laughs> the robot's kind of running around, and it's not swinging its arms. <laughs> its arms are just straight down. <laughs> like when, when she gets out of the car, she does this awesome pose, holding the little robot soldier. Yes, and, and then she's just like, "Well, she can make it run. That's it." Not. Not any Without good moving, at it. No moving arms, nothing else. Just run straight forward. Uh, just something I, I think she's sitting get... on her 
Base bar. Yeah, she's uh, she's about to get beat up by Raquel Welch. It's a it's a good episode of Seinfeld. Oh. There, there there's a thing where Elaine is mocking one of her coworkers who doesn't swing her arms when she walks. That is kind of weird. And then, and then she runs. She's attacked by her, and she tries to describe this to a police officer. Then runs into Raquel Welch, who also has been fought, who has been uh, criticized for not swinging her arms when she walks, and also gets beat up by Raquel Welch. <laughs> oh, okay. Weird. It was it was going to be the summer of George, Jerry. The summer of George. <laughs> anyway, so yes, uh, it's it's it is robot fighting time. Uh, there's a pretty cool thing where they fire a bunch of missiles at it, but it turns them into two-dimensional missiles, and they don't touch it. Yeah, which is, like, the only time it really uses it in the fight, effectively. Yes. It's just weird. Like, I, I think it, like, does it to a couple buildings, too, but it never hits any of the robots, which... Yeah, because after the fight, you see the, the buildings pop back out, which is pretty cool, but yeah. Yeah. Could be so more. yeah, Yamogi decides. Oh god, I gotta call myself out of bed and fight some friggin' kaiju. Aww. And he doesn't know how he's gonna get there, but luckily, uh, you may just pick him up with the Dino Wing. Yes. Yeah. Just I think shows also, up. I forgot to mention earlier. Should we see her flying it to school because she's late? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they're just looking at it from the ground, like, God damn it! <laughs> I was late. <laughs> Don't want to be late to school. So yeah, so he's there. They can finally fight this thing. They're it pretty. Uh, they they uh, reconfigure Dinazenon to Dinarex and uh, finished off with the Blazing Inferno Rexwer, which is a thing where they grab the tail in the mouth and it breathes fire or something that makes a bunch of little explosions yeah. erupt all over the kaiju, and it's very cool. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty cute. It's good and, and like. The fighting music is... I think it's different. It's like a dance music in the fight. Yes. I guess we describe it. And, and at one point, uh, oh, who's... Is it Yume who shouts something beam? Yes, something beam. She doesn't have a name for attack. Yes. And, and then Galma actually gives it a yes. name. <laughs> oh, and uh, uh, the idiot of the Yacht Club kids almost gets killed again. Yes. As part of the monster fall. And all the stuff that has gone 2D is now 3D again, which makes me wonder where those missiles ended up. That could be dangerous. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that's a good question. Hmm. Also, uh, when the slacker guy, who was... I should really write down everybody's names for every episode. Uh, Koyomi. <laughs> I, I Koyomi. have a list just on a different page. When he's saving Chisei, he says, don't make me go to another memorial. Oh, yeah. Yes. I'm like, oh, oh, that hurts. That, yeah. That, that hurt. That hurt me a lot. Because, you know, there, there's probably some tragic reason they're living together. Mm. Yes. Anyway. And yeah, so, so Gal is, you know, they're... They're back, you know, everybody's, you know, Chise is very happy to not be dead. She's, you know, she's going to train real hard to be the backup pilot. And Gal's like, geez, can anybody fly? Can anybody just pilot these things? <laughs> I mean, it's a good question. But... Are they really that easy? Or have I just wasted 5,000 years mastering this skill that anybody can just, like, pick up in an afternoon? <laughs> so I got to train for 5,000 years to become the master of tic-tac-toe or something. 
I mean, she could operate it, but she wasn't any good at it. Well, no. no. But, I mean, you know, clearly, you know, these these rando Japanese teenagers figured it out pretty quickly, so... Right. Yeah. yeah they're not even 5,000 years old. What is up with these people? <laughs> well, the problem is him conflating controlling the robots with controlling kaiju. And in the first episode, he couldn't control the kaiju with his own rampage. Of course, presumably that's because one of the uh, one of the Yacht Club kids was controlling the monster already. Yes. Anyway, uh, you may sneezes and it's adorable. Yes, and uh, you know, so they're they're heading home, and uh, you might be saying, "Hey, so uh, you know, next time you go on one of your uh, dead sister meetings, can I come along as like emotional support?" And she's surprisingly cool with this. And yeah, now she's got a cold, so he's he's back at school. She's homesick. With is, does she have a stuffed Dunkleosteus? She every one of her stuffed animals is an ancient prehistoric sea creature. So there's an anomalocarus oh, on the floor. It's adorable. Or, no, it's not anomalo. Um, oh, what the fuck's the one with the the, the big shell on the sort of sea scorpion? Is that anomalo? I don't know my prehistoric ocean life as well as I should. Yes, it is anomalocarus. But yes. There's an Amalokaris, there's a Dunkleostes, there's a Nautilus or something. It's adorable. And she's just got them hmm. all piled around her. Because she's sick. Yes. Alright, uh, so yeah, that is pretty much the episode. It was, uh, I enjoyed this one. I kind of like that, uh, you know, per, you know, personal inconvenience, uh, Causes chaos with crime fighting, kind of thing. You know, like like a Spider Man issue where Peter Parker has the flu or something. Yeah, yeah, that's always a fun hook. But yeah, it was fun. We got Galma being bad at his job and being a person and invading the school. Yeah, it's it's kind of a nothing episode, but it builds character. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I enjoyed this one. I think more than the last one, which I, well, I think was, although I still don't know where that sister subplot is going. I would like it to go somewhere, possibly yeah, I away. <laughs> I like it to go faster, but I get the feeling it's going to be in every episode until like episode ten when we finally find something out. I, I mean, maybe if it has something to do with the plot, at least. Presumably, it'll tie back into the plot, or or like something. I feel like it really has to. Like, it has to be leading up to her death being connected in some way to everything going on. It just feels like... Like she woke up Galma or something. It just feels like if the point was just to give her this tragic backstory, they wouldn't have to keep hammering at it. Right. Um, She would just just have the tragic backstory. Yes, and move on from there. Uh, Hmm. Like Ken from Digimon, who just had his tragic backstory established in a very sad episode, and then, you know, he dealt with it, and they didn't treat it like this ongoing mystery. The fact that it's treated with, the like, this sort of ongoing mystery definitely feels like it's got to be leading somewhere, and I'm going to be extremely sad if it isn't. Yeah. <laughs> or at least somewhere satisfying, hopefully, but... Uh, yes. Right now, it doesn't feel like it's going anywhere. Satisfying. Well, they got to get there. Hmm. All right. All right. Well, thank 
do we, do we, we, we don't, do we do, uh, David's Tokusatsu Corner in these episodes too? No! Okay. Okay. <laughs> this, this is a monthly episode. This is okay. Tokusatsu. This is okay, the Tokusatsu okay. Corner. <laughs> okay then. Alright. So, that is it for this episode. We'll be back next while, week with some more rescue bots, and we'll be back next month with more superhuman samurai cyber pod. But until then, you can find us all over the internet. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and we have a Patreon. Yes, we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up for hosting and other expenses. Uh, That is patreon.com slash iaconunderground. For September, we did a hilariously dubbed episode of Transformers Victory. Uh, and for October, we will be doing a spooky, spooky cartoon Marvel exciting... Are we making it a surprise? I feel like we're making I, it... I, yes. Uh, a Halloween treat from the twisted mind of Rob London. Yes. From from the, the archives. Uh, so yes, Halloween, we will have something absolutely spooktacular for you. That's right. You, uh... You will look in your bag of treats and find that much like Charlie Brown, you got a rock. <laughs> hmm. uh, Alright, so until next time then, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And what's lover like mean? That's a weird title for the next episode. I'm David. <laughs> <laughs>